in Philly, 215 Questions Podcast, where two guys ask what the one thing is for five different questions to a GFN Philly member. The two guys asking the questions are Bell and Nar and myself, Jim Murphy. Hey, Bell, what's going on? Hey, Jimmy. We're pleased to welcome our guest, Jonathan Moyer, partner at Reed Smith. Hey, Jonathan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Let's kick off the show. Five questions. What's the one thing from your story that's important for people to know? This one, in, in thinking about it, I certainly had some time to reflect during the pandemic, much more time to reflect than I expected to have. I think the one thing about my story that was really important is the people that are around me and that are part of my story. I've been at a firm, Reed Smith, throughout my 13 years. Been very fortunate to be in the same place. It's really a wonderful, supportive firm. It's been my home and my family. I have a great supporting cast of colleagues and coworkers. You know, it really is sort of part of what has made my story what it is today. But it's not just that. It's my, uh, my, my friend network as well, right? Whether it's sort of business friends, personal friends, you know, my fellow den leaders for our kids' Cub Scout pack. You know, I'm on a, a board of a preschool that my kids went to. And, and so, you know, I think in thinking about it, like when you get a little bit later in life, you know, so much of your story becomes more about the people that are around you and helping make your story what it is. It's a great answer, and that's what it always comes down to is is the people, right? That is a, a quote I got from a, a buddy of mine years ago that I, I will paraphrase since there's some profanity in it, and we try and keep these non-explicit. But what he said, I'd rather be in hell with people I love than in heaven with a bunch of a-holes. He goes, because it doesn't matter how great it is where you are. If, if you don't like the people, if the people aren't supportive, if the people aren't the type of people that you want to be around, it just, it drives you insane, right? That opportunity to find good people is something that you really have to put a lot of stock in. And when you find them, you got to stick with them. So you're right. You're absolutely right. And it also goes down to the fact that the best relationships and the, the glory days when we all look back on, oh, I remember this. It's typically not like the halcyon events. Like, oh, it was this great thing. It was, oh, man, do you remember how tough that was? And we made it through it together, right? That's in hindsight. Those are the things that really build those relationships that you have for your entire life. So it's a, it's a really good point, Jim. I think you're right. I mean, I think coming out of pandemic, you know, there's going to be that like esprit de corps that develops for those of us that went through it together, right? Whether from a work perspective, family perspective, whatever it is. And I think we'll start to see that more as we get past the pandemic. Just to really nail it home that you work at a law firm, you threw in a spree decor. I like that. Question number two, what's the one inspirational quote that you would share with the listeners? So I'm going with Rocky on this one. And that quote is, it's not how hard you can hit, it's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. I don't want anybody to think that I'm sort of like thinking of myself as some boxer in the corner or that sort of thing. But I always think that quote, besides its Philadelphia related origins, you know, when you're in some really tough points in life, right, or even like thinking about some like difficult situations for like my kids, right, and that kind of stuff, that quote, I think, really gets to the core of a lot of it. And so it's not necessarily one I kind of throw around the office too much. I think that when you really get to tough points in life, that mentality is really crucial. And I hope the, the Rocky reference is appreciated given the, uh, the Philadelphia bent of this podcast. We absolutely love pandering, and we talk about it on nearly every episode. So please, Rocky quotes, cheesesteak recommendations, whatever it is you want to throw, you know, talk about the Liberty Bell. It'll, that's the part that Jimmy won't edit. I mean, that is, I think, a particularly relevant quote for any, all times, and especially when we were all going through the pandemic, right? And that is, and we've heard that come through so many times from people that, that made these big life changes or did more entrepreneurial things, myself included in that. 
where it is the most successful people, the most, the happiest people that you come across aren't the ones that haven't had anything happen to them in their life. It's the ones that have responded to it in a manner where it's like, all right, I got to come back. And we talk a lot about mindfulness and stoicism on here. It just seems to come up in every other episode we do. And that's a big one. You can't determine what happens to you. You can only determine what and how you react to it. It's very true is that, you know, unless you change, you're never going to grow. But personally, professionally, sometimes that change is not exactly what you want. But when it comes along and, and you fight through it, you know, that's what makes you who you are. That actually ties in back nicely as well, what you first mentioned, just about kind of what Bowen said about kind of looking back on maybe not so much the, the glorious items, but maybe something that you kind of fought through and got through it. As you mentioned, you know, is that resilience? And I think having that appreciation for the people that have kind of picked you up when you fell down, I, I think there's a lot of value there. Rapid fire, five questions. What's your one book? The book that I would recommend right now is With the Old Breed by Eugene Sledge. It's a book about the U.S. Marines in the Pacific during World War II. What's your one album? I would say that, you know, my album, my song would be anything sort of like Chris Stapleton or Zach Brown Band or something like that. What's your one vacation destination? I would say generally anywhere on the coast of New England. I know it's sacrilege. I should be saying the Jersey Shore and the Jersey coastline, but New England coastline is my, my place to be. What's your one TV series? This Old House on PBS. One of my personal hobbies is DIY, woodworking, and something about old school, this old house, I just love. And what's your one movie? Right now, it is old school Adam Sandler, Billy Madison. My kids are eight and about to be 11. And so they're probably at the age where it's not totally inappropriate for them to be watching a movie like that. I mean, it's classic Adam Sandler. Definitely one of his best, if not his best. First of all, if this old house is wrong, I don't want to be right. I mean, I can literally picture you working on an actual Cape Cod, in Cape Cod. <laughs> right. You sound like a Kennedy, man. Like all you need is one of those wood panel boats. Sign me up. That sounds perfect. Always good to learn some stuff from, from Norm Abrams and all the great. There's definitely been a wave heading towards country. If you think about Zach Brown bands, for instance, but like you would think someone from Georgia had like this real very southern old school country, but he really plays on that maybe Kenny Chesney side of things where he hits them to the islands a lot. And I think that especially this time of year being summer, warm outside, and maybe you're going on vacation, just a lot of his music kind of speaks to the soul. You're right. I think country music has changed a lot. Getting back to your inspirational quote, you could almost substitute it for the Billy Madison. You know, if you don't stop looking for the dog after an hour, you get up and yeah. you go find that <laughs> sleeping dog, right? And that's one that my wife gave me a look on too. But yeah, good old Miss Lippy. Question number four. What's the one charity or cause that you would recommend to the listeners? So, so the one I would recommend is Caring for Friends. So it's a food charity that focuses on the elderly population in the Philadelphia area. And, you know, I think when it comes to food charities in Philadelphia, I mean, like Phil Abundance, right, is like the big one. I, I was really surprised at how much work and how big caring for friends is. It really does a lot of great work. They get a huge amount of food through their warehouses and get it delivered and really focus on that and kind of fly below the radar screen. I mean, it's, it's not one that I sort of hear too frequently at this point. The thing I would recommend about it, you know, if you're thinking about a potential charity for your organization and doing like an, an organization event, they do these really great events where they'll bring the event to your office. They do these things called breakfast bags, which are sort of non-perishable food, but breakfast is such an important meal. If you're looking for an opportunity to support an organization that would love the support, putting that sort of thing together, doing like a food packing event at your location, 
they do that. And so something to keep in mind. I think it's a really great charity. I've been really impressed. I was unfamiliar with them until you just mentioned it. And I know for a fact, and we've talked about it several times here, that food insecurity is at an all-time high, right? Even as we're coming out of the pandemic and unemployment is dropping and there's still a lot of disruptions to food chains or supply chains and how people are able to get the nutrients and nutrition. And I, you see several states that are now offering two or three free meals a day, regardless of income to children. Because they're like, we don't even want you guys to have to fill out the forms or anything. And just getting the proper nutrients is so incredibly important. And so, yes, that's a, a fantastic and timely charity to give a shout out to. You know, the other thing that I've been kind of impressed with with the organization is how much support they get from corporations, food producers, grocery stores. I mean, they really do get a massive amount of food. And and to the point about insecurity, I mean, it's my conclusion is like the food is available and out there. It's really about how it's being sort of processed, what the logistics are and the way in which it's, you know, whether it's caring for friends, whether it's fill abundance, right? It's really an important thing right now. And the last question. What's your one tip for building a meaningful connection? Kind of think about it from the perspective of like, like business connections, right? And, and developing those. The one piece of advice that I always give to you know, people I mentor, there's sort of like a, a presentation that I'm a part of, whatever, is it is always number one and most importantly by far about the relationship. Like business and the potential to do business together is the absolute last concern. And if push comes to shove, the relationship has to trump. And I think if you have that mentality and, and think about, you know, building your network and making new connections focused on that relationship, it's very freeing. This is a long game, right? This sort of like networking and connection building. And if you free your mind, right, and focus on the things that you would otherwise do just in making friends, right, and, and getting to know people better and following up with them, and that stuff will come along if it's possible and it's going to come along. Focus on the relationship build the relationship. And if the business comes along, that's fine. If it doesn't, it's great as well because you've expanded your network and who your relationships are. And It's fantastic advice. And there's an anecdote I can share where I was meeting with a CFO out here and we shared a mutual connection who's a, a public accounting partner. And he goes, yeah, I, I use those guys for my, my tax and, and a little bit on the advisory side. And he goes, they're not the cheapest. And and they don't do the best job, honestly. He's like, but uh, I have a really great relationship with that partner and we've known each other for a while. So he's like, that's that's what it goes back to, right? And there's right, no, right. usually it's the alternative, right? Where it's like, hey, listen, I, I like you, but there's someone that's way cheaper. There's someone that's way better. None of us are so unique or special that they can't find another individual or another organization that can provide a similar service or product that, that we're shilling. So yeah. it does, it comes back to the, the relationship there. But, and that's a perfect example, right? I mean, like not necessarily the cheapest, not necessarily the best, but the, that person, that accounting firm partner built that relationship. I know, obviously, we talk about GFN here, but the idea of it early on was just to connect with good people and make meaningful relationships, putting the good foundation down of a relationship, and then wherever it builds to, it, it builds to. Hey, well, Jonathan, thanks again for joining us here on the GFN Philly 215 Questions Podcast. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate the opportunity.